G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, September 26. I'm John Barker and joining me as usual, my Winning Post and Best Bets colleagues, Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall. Well, Joel, hard to know which way to look this weekend. Cracking Group 1 action on Friday night with the Mini Lawyer Stakes. On Saturday, of course, the best sprinting three-year-olds go around in the Golden Rose. And then there's the Underwood, Russian Camelot. Few people reckon Arcadia Queen can knock him off. Few people reckon Russian Camelot won't be beaten again this spring. What are you most looking forward to? Yeah, as you said, cracking weekend. Um, Look, the Guineas Preludes are always uh, very intriguing races. I know they're not the Group 1s, but they're always... You know, it's, we're starting to really get to the serious stage for these three-year-olds. Obviously, we've got a grand final up in Sydney with the Golden Rose, but uh, those semi-finals there at Caulfield on Saturday, two pretty decent races. And I guess you know we're still a bit up in the air of who's going to be there, particularly in the Colts and Geldings Guineas Prelude, with a, a couple of key dual acceptors uh, both entered for the Stutt Stakes at Mooney Valley. I speak of Flying Award and Cherry Tortoni, which I don't believe they've come out of any race just as yet. Daniel, um, speaking of grand finals, this would normally be AFL grand final weekend, but no AFL at all to distract us this weekend, which in a way I guess is a good thing. Uh, But there is a grand final in Sydney, and that, as Joel mentioned, is the Golden Rose. Rothfire, very uh, warm favourite. Now, the run to the Rose winner does often go on and win the Golden Rose, but... uh, Strangely, run run to the rose. Uh, can you see Rothfire getting beaten without uh, spoiling what your actual tip is going to be? Yeah, very similar field, isn't it, to what we saw um, a fortnight ago and with the subtraction of Farnan who caused a bit of a stir uh, post-race. Uh, look, from what, without, yeah, without, hard to say without sort of spoiling, but without... From what he did at 1,400 metres at Group 1 level in Brisbane, um, Rothfire, I thought, sort of picked himself in this race. Uh, I think a couple of chances will get... A couple of horses will certainly get a better chance to turn the table than they did in that run to the Rose. Um, but, look, I think it'll be quite hard to beat. But, yeah, cracking cracking day at Sydney and, and really looking forward to the Valley as well on Friday, which we'll get into um, going off nominations on Monday. I'm surprised to see some of the horses that were heading around. It's that good of a card and... Um, but, yeah, really, really looking forward to a Easter weekend racing this week. Well, speaking of Friday night at the Valley, we may as well go chronological with the Group 1 meeting. So we'll start at the Valley. We'll take you right through the black type there. It starts in race four. That's the EJ Witten, time to test, stut stakes, 1,600 metres, Group 2, set weights for three-year-olds. Fun fact, Saddlecloths 1 to 5 have provided 11 of the past 12 stut stakes winners. That's not helping you too much because... Uh, Numbers six, seven, and eight are all well and truly in double figures. But uh, as you mentioned, Joel, uh, we're speaking to you on, uh, we're recording this, I should say, on uh, Thursday afternoon. And uh, the question is whether some of these top fancies are going to be lining up on Friday night. And the other question is, what's the track going to be like? Because uh, there's a fair bit of rain forecast for Friday, but you can't always rely on that. That's right. We've had a... Well, it's sort of a two, two or three recent weekends where we've been predicted to get a lot of rain in Melbourne and it just hasn't happened. So you just never know until it actually does uh, does happen. But I can answer one of the questions. Flying Award is out of the Stutt Stakes, so he will be going to Caulfield by the looks of it. So leaves us with seven in the Stutt Stakes, which is uh, a little bit disappointing for me. I wanted to uh, play each way around Crown Mint. Um, so look, I'll probably still be having something on him, but obviously got to run one, two now. I, I liked him at Flemington. He just sort of got held up at a key stage. He didn't quicken uh, sort of on the turn. And then when he was sort of trying to build momentum, he got held up. I thought his last hundred metres was really good. Just gives the impression that he's, uh, really desperate for the step up and trip. So I was happy to go seven crown mint from two Hollyfield brings the Sydney form down to Melbourne. He needed the run first up in the up and coming on the heavy 10. Still carried the penalty, the 59 in the Ming Dynasty, but too strong going to the front. Uh, four Cherry Tortoni, uh, still in both races as we speak. Very good first up in that Exford plate. He just uh, looks like he's going to keep getting better as he steps up over further. And I will throw number one, Glenn Fittick in next best, of course. Took on the older horses first up in the Memsey 
and it acquitted, acquitted himself very well. I'm seven on top from two, four, and one. It'll be interesting to see how many of these sort of head on a Derby, a Victoria Derby path. Um, the, the top five in the market for that Victoria Derby all were down to run here. Flying Award is one of them, and of course, running in um, running on Saturday now, as, as Joel touched on. I'm, I'm going to be with in the corner of Glenn Fiddick, who was first up in MMG Stakes with the lightweights. Um, yeah, handed himself really well, I thought, there. And Behemoth, the winner of that, has gone on to win another Group 1 since to frank the form. His only run at 1,600 metres came in the in the autumn in Sydney. He, was, he, led, he led them up in the Champagne in the Group 1 and needed uh, King's Legacy was, it was the only horse to beat him. It was a, a dogged effort up on the speed. King's Legacy, of course, had been a bit of a star two-year-old um, in the autumn. So no knock going down to that horse, I think, up to this trip. Should just be sitting outside the leader, Holyfield, and um, ready to strike on the turn, I would have thought. So on top, the one, Glenn Fiddick. Uh, in for second, I have Cherry Tortoni, who, with yeah, the, with the rain, expected to fall, as they're expecting tomorrow. Um, or no, hand, no doubt handle the wet track. All three wins last preparation were on affected ground. Uh, lovely return first up, running on against the pattern. Uh, Cran Mint as well, uh, in with a chance. I like the look of him, up to 1,600 metres. And in for fourth, I have Holyfield, who will, will likely lead this field up. One, four, seven, and two. Race five at the Valley on Friday night is the Piper Heidsick Scarborough Stakes. This is a group three for three-year-old fillies at set weights, Joel. I'm going with number eight, money in my pocket here. Big step up in class for this girl, but uh, I've been with her both her starts this time in off some good jump outs. And, gee, she's looked good winning Ballarat Synthetic first up. Went to a Donald 64, and it was a pretty soft win on the line. I think she's got uh, a fair bit of talent, this girl. As I said, big step up in grade. She'll get a good run from inside draw. She's just going to need a bit of luck. But uh, I've lent her way at a big price, number eight, from two September run. Brilliant turn of foot there at Flemington, uh, back over towards the inside. She was uh, very strong there, whereas Swat's that was sort of right out wide and, and probably you know, seemed to sort of be travelling into the race while September run was really being asked to let down. And she just pinched that break and, and couldn't run her down. There's probably not much between them. I've got them in for second and fourth, respectively. I'm throwing in seven rays on Detra just in the middle of those two. The Godolphin filly down from Sydney impressed first up on a heavy track. Next time out, disappointing, but did pull up with a slow recovery. Certainly you get the impression she's better than that. So my numbers are eight, two, seven and one. Yeah, it was a really open race. Uh, I thought the seven raison d'etre was worth a an each way ticket. Um, that Canterbury win fresh was a very good. Showed a good, a nice turn of foot there. Sprint clear through the heavy eight, um, and then yeah, against the older horses, last start as Joel touched on, pulled up with a slow recovery. So have to be forgiving of that. I would have thought um, ten dollars and what is an open field, I think, is worth an each way each way play. So she's on top the seven. The two and the one swats that September run and swats that. Uh, yeah, there weren't too much between them based on that run at Flemington. Swats that here is second up, whereas September run now presents him to this third up. She's, um, September run's been really good. She's been sort of tested in sort of this top level throughout her career and um, responded well. She's a versatile filly. She can sit up on the pace, lead and win, and she can come from behind them. Um, like the look of her, and I like the look of Swatsat as well, who has shown plenty of ability in just three starts so far. And in for third, Dirty Thoughts of three. Like the wide draw, a little bit of a query, but um, she's been excellent this preparation. She's won at this track, and she keeps continuing to um, perform well, uh, stepping up through the grade. So my numbers, uh, seven, two, one, three. Race six at the Valley on Friday night is Ladbrokes JRA Cup. This is a quality handicap over 20, 40 metres, the Cox Plate journey at Group 3 level, Joel. Uh, five Algaleo for me in very good form. Won well at the Valley over the mile two starts ago and then was a strong winner at Caulfield last start over Order of the Garter. Just looks well placed, 56 kilos on a track he likes. Dry ground probably suits him best, but uh, you know, if, it's, if it's soft five, he can handle if it sort of gets a lot wetter than that. You'd be a little bit of a query, but he's on top for mine too. Quick thinker will relish the wet ground if we get it. 
Didn't do a lot first up in the Maccabi Diva, but that was group one weight for age. Step up and trip and the wet track can see him improve. One Mirage Dancer has a touch of class. I thought his fresh run in the Heatherly was good. And six Miami Bound just put a pen through that Maccabi Diva run. She was hitting the line nicely here first up. Can certainly improve. I'm five from two, one and six. Yeah, and with last year's Oaks winner in Miami Bound, who, yeah, really liked the run first up at, at Mooney Valley. On a, on a deteriorating track, the um, sort of coming off and sitting last in the run and, and finding the line quite nicely, race dominated up on the speed and then, as Joel touched on, um, hampered by the horse that had broken down in the Maccabi Diva. So put a pen through that run. Up to 2,000 metres now. Um, this seems to, to race well here and, and we'll, we'll appreciate the rain that comes tomorrow. We'll expect it to come tomorrow anyway. So six on top Miami Bound at a price. Mantastic has been going well this time in without winning. Is much better third up at Flemington um, and 2,000 metres seems his go. Uh, in the third, I have uh, the two quick thinker. We'll appreciate the rain, uh, the, the wet track. And Mirage Dancer was a handy enough first up effort. Quick lap 2,000 metres here for suit. Six, eight, two, and then one. The big one at the Valley on Friday night is race seven, Charter Kick Kramer, Moya Stakes. 1,000 metres, standard weight for age, group one worth $1 million. The uh, scratching as we record this is away game. And uh, Daniel, you have spoken to Will Clarkin about the uh, remarkably progressive sprinter Bella Vella in this race. But Joel, let's get your thoughts first. Yeah, look, I'm probably banking on the rain not coming for number one, trekking. I think he's far better on top of the ground. But, gee, I think if he gets conditions to suit, he's, he's right in this race. He ran well in it last year, getting a long way back and having to swoop, which was hard to do. He's drawn to uh, sort of get the get the sort of the cheap run in behind them. And if the luck comes his way and the gaps open up, gee, he's going to be really strong late trekking. With a really dashing run here, he can put his hand up for another Everest slot. Of course, he was placed in the race last year. I'll be having something on him and number five, Bold Star. He was excellent first up, Bold Star. I was with him there. He went fourth to Diamond Effort. Brilliant late sectionals. He then went to the Bobby Lewis. I was keen on him there. They just didn't go any tempo. I think stepping out to 1,200, um, you know, and where he settled is basically where he finished. He didn't run badly. I like him back to 1,000. He's a 1,000-metre specialist. He's got form around behemoth and trekking and those types and Bella Vella. So I think he's uh, sort of been missed by the market to some degree off one slightly below par run where he had excuses. So one and five for me, uh, including seven Pippi for third, very fast mare. You know she's going to be in it for a long way. And six Bella Vella just building this great record now and obviously loves the valley. I'm one from five, seven and six. Yeah, I'm with Diamond Efforts on top. I was... Of course, you're on cracking race first up in, in the heath and sat wide there. It was just too tough for them late. She's just on a, in some sort of groove at the moment. She's won her past um, five starts and we know that she does enjoy uh, protected going. So if the rain does come, she'll certainly be hard to beat. It doesn't distract her um, away from how good she is on, on top of the ground. She's won five of eight on dry surfaces. Um, yeah, she's just going too well for mine and I'm going to stick with her diamond effort. <clears throat> The six in next Bella Vella, another another mare who's is in ripping form as we touched on Barks. Um Will Clark has done a good job with this girl. She of course won the group one Sangster back in the autumn. So Will Clark is first group one as a as a trainer. Um and but she's first up over a thousand metres at Mooney Valley, a track that she just she loves racing on. She's won three or four at this track and a thousand metres she's pretty effective over the short course trip. So from barrier one the jockey is not so well in Jamie Carr. She'll have every chance. Pippi will go forward and, yeah, take some catching. No doubt, gets through the, gets through the going. And in for four. I've got Hanseatic. The three-year-olds have a pretty good record in this race um, in recent years. Extreme choice. And she will aim, come to mind in 2016, 2017. With that lightweight, can get back and the speed on. So making grounds, um, she'll certainly, certainly let them know she's there late. Eight, six, seven, eleven. And finally at the Valley on Friday night race, eight, four and twenty stocks stakes. This one is 
a group two for the mares four years old and up standard weight for age. Been a pretty good race for the favourites over the years. Uh, one, the favourite or equal favourite has won seven of the past 13. And a horse that won't be favourite, but uh, is my former pin-up girl, Mystic Journey, you would think Joel needs to be showing something pretty soon. Now she's dropping back to uh, the Group 2 level against the mares. Yeah, D-Day looms for sure for Mystic Journey. A couple of plane runs back this time in. I've got her in the numbers, but uh, just thought the way the race is going to pan out, it's going to suit number six, Graceful Glamour. She is a little bit suspect on, on really wet ground, but um, so that's that's the, the query. We'll know more before this race runs. But she's been to the valley. She's led throughout and bolted in at her only previous try. I thought her first up run in the tramway was excellent. Jamie Carr can rate her well in front, and I think she'll take catching the Sydney Cider from three perfect jewel. Only three lengths off Fierce Impact and uh, a Russian Camelot there in the Maccabi Diva. That, of course, was off her fresh run in the Cockrum. She was 1,200 to a mile there, so... You'd have to suspect some improvement in her. One mystic journey, as touched on, getting towards D-Day for her. If she strikes uh, sort of anywhere near her best, she could blow these away. And five, Princess Jenny. Well, her two runs, group one weight for age, haven't been too bad. Back to mare's grade, soft draw. She's got a good a good record at the Valley as well. She can improve. Six for me, though, from three, one and five. With Perfect Jewel, uh, it was, yeah, contested with Highway Diva last start and... Raced in restricted room, sort of a top of the straight there. Um, went out, finished the race off well. Wouldn't have beaten sort of those in front of her, but um, probably thought she could have finished a little bit closer. Uh, Joel touched on horses like Fierce Impact and Russian Camelot. So, back at notch and grade here um, against her own set. I think she'll be hard to beat. Mystic Journey in next. She's stepping up to her favourite trip and taking on her own sex, um, willing to give her one more chance back to Group 2 level. The eight, then a toy comes into play, I think, with the rain comes. Um, wet track form's outstanding. Uh, won four from four on a soft track and loves gets through the heavy going quite well as well. Her last preparation, I thought, was pretty good without much luck. She went up to Sydney, ran in a group group one Coolmore Classic, um, ran fourth there, and <clears throat> it was despite not being in the best part of the track. I was speaking to Clint McDonald a few weeks ago um, for a story, and, and he was really bullish of, First sort of prospects this spring come back a really a much stronger mare and a much better mare. So, Tina C, how she goes, and I think at $31 she's worth an each way ticket. And then I've got in the graceful glamour in the numbers as well 3, 1, 8, and 6. Okay, that wraps up a big meeting at the Valley, except for your specials. Now, we've had Daniel's value bet, which is race six, number six, Miami bound. Um, but the rest of your specials are coming up early on the card. We haven't covered yet. So uh, quickly, Joel, your value bet is in the first. Yeah, race one, number eight, Prince of Mercia, first starter from the Clayton Douglas stable. Jumped out well earlier in the year, actually beat in danger in a jump out, who's a key rival here on Friday night. Latest jump outs, he's really been made to, to stretch out and win them. Um, so, look, interesting that he's uh, he's tackling this sort of race on debut. I think he can run really well. He's already been specked a little bit at the big opening odds. And best bet, sticking with Express Pass. He's a good horse. Got the job done for us last time out at Caulfield. Nick Ryan taking him along slowly through these benchmark races. As long as Barrier 1 doesn't get tricky for him, I think he can win again. Race 2, number 5, the best of the night. Uh, my best comes up in the opener, which is against Joel's value. Uh, the one extra time is back in grade for this. He's contested three uh, group races so far this time in, and he's been good in all three, I thought. Um, back around the bend, I think, suits. He's okay in the downhill down the straight. Last start, finishing midfield there. Um, but the run at McNeil at Caulfield, two back, was excellent. Covered ground and finished within half length of more to love and flying award and those sort of horses. So... Back in this grade, um, from Barry Free, maps to get all the favours uh, under Craig Williams. I think will be hard to beat in the opener. Race one, number one, extra time. On to Saturday, and we head to Rose Hill Gardens for Sydney Racing, highlighted by the Golden Rose, of course, but uh, we'll go through the black type, and that starts quite early in race two, the JRA Colin Stephen Quality. Uh, quality handicap, as the name would suggest. It's a Group 3 over 2,400 metres, Joel. In just the eight runners here, a couple of them late entries. 
And I've gone with two late entries, in fact, to Cornell, the race. Five, Attorney. Goes 1,800 to 2,400, but both of his runs back have been really good. He's been hitting the line strongly. I don't think the step up and distance will be too much of an issue. So he gets his chance to land a bit of a feature win here from six exemplar up from Victoria. The Mara Nusis team have sort of seen the lack of numbers for this race and whip this in-form son of Galileo up there. He can put himself on pace, give himself every chance. Two cars off, hasn't won for a while, but he's very consistent. This is his sort of race. And one Raheen House, very plain at Wyong, but a bigger track suits, and we know he has a touch of class. Five, six, two, and one. With attorney as well, I think he's at say with a little bit of promise. Only had the 12 starts, um, but his two runs back this time they have been pretty pleasing in the up to the 2400 meters. I think certainly suit. He's had the one win at this trip before, drops the 54 kilos, and um, yeah, finds a pretty winnable group three race here. So, attorney on top, cars off in next. Uh, such a consistent gelding, this bloke. He was Newcastle Cup did have his chance. Um, Sort of finish midfield, sort of boxed on there, okay. Uh, but he's been race, racing well in sort of listed level throughout the Queensland, um, ran third in the Grafton Cup earlier. And you continue, you know when you're going to get with them each time. So I'm with him, put him in, putting him in for second. <clears throat> We've got the six in next exemplar. Form in Melbourne read well for this and big chance at the lightweight, 53 and a half kilos. And the fourth over the one, Raheem House, I think can improve now third up, up to Getting up to us with the right sort of trip. Five, two, six, and one. Across to race four at Rose Hill. It is the Precise Air Gloaming Stakes. 1,800 metres, group three, set weights for three-year-olds. And, Joel, you've spoken to John O'Shea on page 103 of this week's winning post about his runner, Lion Draw. And you're all in. Made the best bet of the day. Yeah, chips in for this bloke. Uh, made him the best. He's... Coming along really well, this son of contributor. Of course, John trained contributor during his time as the head trainer for Godolphin. Won a couple of group ones and was a bit of a star in his brief uh, time here in Australia. Now it's starting and kicking off, uh, you know, in reasonable fashion. Had a couple of decent winners around Australia and New Zealand. This bloke's doing a good job. Bumped into Mwanga first up at Newcastle. Nothing wrong with that form. He's the Caulfield in his favourite. Then he went to Kembla Grange. Had a bit of pressure up near the lead. Held them all off, though, when they were trying to get at him in the straight. It's actually the third fastest mile win recorded at Kembla Grange in the last 10 years. So if times uh, mean anything, I think he can measure right up here. Three love tap. Got to respect him. He's been taken along slowly by the Freedman camp. Now uh, Goulburn. And then Goulburn again for his three wins. Nash Rewilla went to Goulburn to ride him last start. He's very short, $2.30. But he certainly looks above average at the staying caper. Nine Sagrado out of that former smart filly Honesta who was placed in an Oaks or two during her three-year-old season. So step up in trip suits. He actually won the same day as Lions Raw, and the time was quite comparable. It's obviously a fast track that day. And in for fourth, number two, Easy Campisi, also brings the Mwanga form lines. Didn't perform too badly when stepping up in class in the Dulcify. Six on top for me from three, nine, and two. Yes, um, on the same page as Joel, same numbers in order too. I'm with Thought Lions Raw. Yeah, just that manga form line first up. Thought was pretty good considering what sources since done the Dulcify and as Joel's touched on in his favourite at the minute. Um, smart looking win at Kembla Grange last start, looked progressive and keen to be with him. Love Tap has done nothing wrong so far. His three wins have been at, in, in the bush and he's done it all on differing surfaces. So obviously um, three year old with quite a bit of talent. Sagrada I thought was over the odds. Um, neither that win I thought Kembla sort of had been promising a little bit early on, and then so the last few starts he'd, um, he'd gone down and a little disappointing, I thought. But then he got to Kembla Grange up to the mile and um, got a bit of a confidence booster there with a good win. Now yeah, looks suited up at eight, up 1800 metres, then for four as well for two, six, three, nine, and two for me as well. Race five at Rose Hill on Saturday, Schweppes Heritage Stakes, 1100 metre listed race, set weights, and penalties. For three-year-olds, worth 140000 but there's a nice juicy Bob's bonus. So it's going to be 108000 to the winner unless uh, the Kiwi number 14 wins. Uh, but, Joel, we see here your value bet on the program comes up. Yeah, number 12, Marbusha. Happy to be with her on an each-way basis. I went to Musselbrook to win on debut and then... 
obviously those form lines were a little bit underestimated because she then went to Warwick Farm, won again at double figures, beating Forbidden Love by nearly two lengths, who's opened up favourite for this race, and then beaten at listed level at Rose Hill, but drew wide and, and held on really gamely there behind McCrura, who was flying at the time. She's trialling super. She maps just to get a nice run just off the lead. I think she's a good each-way play, Marbusha, number 12, from Forbidden Love, as I touched on. Marbusha had her measure earlier in the year. She's come back. She won at Canterbury, and then she finished third in the Group 2 Furious behind the T-Rose Quinella of Hungry Heart and Dame Giselle. So that looks the right form line. She's drawn to be right there for a long way. One wild ruler has plenty of speed. He brings the Rothfire form line. So that's obviously a, a key form reference leading into this. He's also been trialling well. And three Kumasi, drawn wide, that's the query, but I think he's way over the odds because he's been liked by the market both runs this prep. 1,100 on the heavy, didn't handle that, then went to 1,400. It was probably too far. I like him back to 1,100 on a dry track. And with the blinkers on, he could turn his form right around. And at 20-plus dollars, he's probably over the odds. But on 12 from 10, 1 and 3. Very good betting race, this. Uh, my main bet will be on the... The top E, Wild Ruler, the, the Citadel Colt resuming, has, has trialled it on really well and most of third to Rothfire um, earlier in the year at Eagle Farm. Uh, I think this looks a nice race for him, although there are plenty of chances. Um, it'll be my main bet in the race, Wild Ruler, the one with J-Mac J on. Second, I have the 13 Chianti. I did like in the Furious Stakes. Um, no sort of excuses with the run there. She's finished midfield and not too far away from the winner, Dame Giselle. Um, of course, going on to Frank the Form, um, back to 1,100 metres, which uh, he, she did win first up at Hawkesbury over the, that trip, uh, beating Emanate. Emanate's come out and won twice again um, to Frank the Form. So Shanty in the numbers. My booster first up, it's plenty of talent. Um, and in for fourth, I have the 11. Time is precious, who thought it was first up at Flemington last preparation, run third at a listed, at listed level, and she's then run well in a couple of other group races at Rose Hill. Um, she's over the odds here, I thought, at 20 to 1 or 26 to 1 when I last looked. Um, uh, and, yeah, certainly certainly worth um, throwing into the numbers at, at a bigger price. 1, 13, 12 and 11. Race 6 at Rose Hill on Saturday. Iron Jack Shannon Stakes, 1,500 metres, Group 2 quality handicap, Joel. Best roughly of the day here for mine in number eight, Scarlet Dream. Open 50s, I think, has already trickled in a little bit shorter. She was runner-up to Very Elegant in the Oaks last year, uh, yeah, back in 2019. So she's a mare with a touch of quality. Unfortunately, wet tracks have just really plagued her career, and she's just so much better on top of the ground. She should have won first up at a mile at Caulfield last prep and listed company. She was held up on the turn, savaged the line and just missed. And then she struck wet track after wet track. They tried getting her out in distance. Um, but uh, just uh, the, the campaign went a bit pear-shaped after that fresh run. Had the quiet trial, Tommy Berry to ride. I think she'll be really strong late here and a good play each way uh, as long as we're racing on a firm track, which we should be. Eight on top from six looks like Elvis. Uh, no luck at all in the show county. Ran last. It was one of the best last you'll see. Went to the tramway, was caught wide, sort of back in the second half of the field. Tried to make a, a long sustained run and I thought it was very good beating less than two lengths. Going really well, this bloke. Uh, three Quackerjack in for third. Had the two runs back, yet to flatter, but had that tough run in the wink stakes. Then went to the Cameron, had the front sort of for the first 100 metres, and then Miss Fabulous took off, and it just didn't help him. He sort of left in no man's land having to do the chasing. He knocked up. They put the blinkers on him here, third up on a relatively quick backup. He could improve sharply, and five, I am Superman, coming off that good fresh win down in Melbourne. He's quite well in, dropping to the 54 and a half. But a good rough play here. Eight Scarlet Dream from 6, 3 and 5. My roughie in Sydney comes up here in the form of Yamakazi, who will certainly be motoring home late, as she does with the 53 kilos on her back. Her form this time in with that winning event has been pretty good. Um, there's a horse that gives herself plenty to do, but um, certainly with the lightweight, I think there's enough speed on for her to sort of make her case late. Make a case late. She's on the quick ballot backup. Uh, relatively, she was running in the Tibby at Newcastle last Friday. So, an eight day backup into this, and no match for a pretty smart one in All Saints Eve. But um, she just kept coming, drops two kilos in weight, and yeah, we'll certainly be finishing off strongly. So, the 14 on top, Yamakazi, five in next time, Superman. Uh, lovely first win in Melbourne. Um, 
for weighted at 54.5 kilos and happy to stick with him. I think he can run well. Quacker Jack, I think, certainly um, open to improvement uh, onto a dry surface. And fourth, I have the four, Miss Siska, um, another of the quick backup. Might just need in need of the run fresh. Um, I think I certainly improved second up. 14, 5, 3, 4. The big one at Rose Hill on Saturday is race seven, De Bortley Wines, Golden Rose, 1,400 metres. Group one set weights for three-year-olds worth a million dollars, probably worth several multiples of that to connections if the winner is a colt, which it almost always is. Manawanui won in 2012, but other than that, it's been dominated by the colts the past uh, 14 years. There is one gelding and eight colts in the race this Saturday, and that gelding is very much favoured to win Joel. Yeah, the Queenslander, number one, Rothfire. Gee, Manawanui, that brings back good memories. What a good horse he was, particular, particularly to me. I was a big fan of the Ron Lehman train galloper. And, yeah, well, another gelding comes here to, to steal the show from the Colts. Uh, I left him out of my four in the run to the Rose. Egg well and truly on the face. Seven from eight now. That was a brilliant win. Draws gate eight of nine. So, you know, he's going to try and follow Yardstick across all to Thorpe. But if you've got the likes of Peltzer and Mama Reagan trying to kick through, it could get interesting early on for Jim Byrne. But I think he's on the right horse. And, you know, whilst the others can improve out of that race, they've just got a fair bit to make up. So he's the one to beat. Certainly be having a saver on three, Mama Reagan, who I've been with both starts this time in. San Domenico run to the rose. He's drawn... When I say wide gates, have only been small fields, but he's been dictated to. I think it's a different story Saturday. It'll be uh, time to get serious with the winkers on gate one. I think he'll be right there close to the speed, and he can improve sharply. Six Global Quest, I think, is a good roughie. I thought he was very good first up at 1,500 in the Dulcify for a horse that have never been past 1,200 to kick off at that distance. I thought it was a good effort behind Mawanga. So we get to see sort of test that form line ahead of the Caulfield Guineas. And four Ole Kirk. Savage the line into the, in the run to the rows with the best late splits. On one on top, though, Rothfire from three, six, and four. Yeah, I'm firmly in the corner of the Queenslander, Rothfire. Not sure where they turn the tables on him. Sirwan, he beat up on them in the run to the rows a fortnight ago, 1,400 metres. And that both ticks. Um, he thrashed him with Jay Atkins um, when second up during the winter. Of course, it's a, this is a stronger race, but. He did beat some pretty good horses that day and make them, they made them look second rate. Um, and sort of replicate that performance, it'll be certainly hard to beat. And yeah, as I said, don't see them turning the tables on them on him in, on, from the run to the row. So one on top, Rothfire. Another five in next North Pacific who was on in that run to the rows. Um, thought he was, he ran on, he was solid enough. Um, he's fourth up here, reaching peak fitness and he certainly... Uh, a minor chance, the six global quest, first up over 1,500 metres. I thought it was a pretty good run behind Mwanga. Um, certainly improvement to come second up into this. And in for fourth, I have the three, Mamaragan. One, five, six, and three. Last of the black type races at Rose Hill on Saturday is race eight. It is the Kia Golden <coughs> Pendant. 1,400 metre group two, set weights and penalties for Phillies and Mayors, Joel. Oh, wowee, I'm a sucker for subpoena, aren't I? I've gone again here. Uh, it's just a bit of a heartbreaker. She stayed at 1,200 second up, so it was probably my fault for tipping her, really. But uh, she got home strongly, 1,400 third up. I hope she can take a bit of a handier spot from gate five. If she can, you know, sort of be within three or four lengths of the lead, which, you know, I think she can out to this distance from this gate, then she's going to get her chance. Double figures again. One more go for me. Ten subpoenaed from two Hortbury on her. Wow, that was a win in the Shiraco. She uh, was on the fast speed and she just kicked away. Very impressive. Drawn wide, but uh, she's got that good natural pace and she's just never run a bad race. So she's the one to beat. Four sweet deal. Gets a little bit of a turnaround in weights. Drew very wide there. The early work probably told late. Uh, she can certainly bounce back, and, uh, bounce back and, and close the gap to some degree. And I think 14 Emeralds is a good chance as well. Sort of lightly raced there. She was good winning at Canterbury, a touch of class there, and then had the break between one runs, had a very tough task at Wyong. She was very wide on the turn there, and I thought she did a pretty good job considering. She was a $2 favourite there, so from gate two, I think she's one at a bit of value worth including. But I'm with 10 on top from 2, 4, and 14.
Yeah, Hortbury on her on top for me. Uh, well, I knew she was pretty talented. Didn't, didn't expect that first up as Joel touched and set on that hot speed and just kicked away. Um, some sort of win first up after 1,400 metres. No knock there. She's won, um, <clears throat> she's won a group race over this trip, beating Puri Kawa. And uh, she's two for two second up. So she's the one they have to beat again. Look, I'm not the crazed fan Joel is, but I am a fan of subpoena. Though 1,400 metres third up is a couple of things in in her favour. Um, she wouldn't be shocked if she, she ran over the top of them. She's up to a horse, can be can put in a very good run on her day. Um, in for third, I have the seven gen rules, a horse that was like backing each way and probably be up on her through um, through the journey. She's always underrated by the market, always sort of starts double figure odds. And she was first up at 31 to one in the Shiraco and uh, pinched some runs along the inside into seconds. Um, she's again at 16 to one, a, a sort of a, a double figure price. I'll be having a small each way play on her and throwing her into exotics. She seldom runs poorly. And sweet deal, um, sort of up to 1,400 metres here. I think Emerald's uh, sort of just missed the top four. I agree with Joel there. Brought that run wide wide on, on a tight turning track. Um, a bit of a forgive. She's better than that. The win at Canterbury prior was pretty good. And I'd say, well, I've quite an opinion of her. So um, throw her into everything as well. Two, ten, seven, four, and 14. All righty, wrapping up Rosehill Gardens on Saturday. Joel's best race four, number six, Lions Roar. His value bet race five, number 12, Marbusha. Daniel's best race seven, number one, Rothfire. Value bet race six, number 14, Yamazaki. Well, listeners, we're uh, about to hit the 37-minute mark. We haven't quite got to Caulfield, so if you want to hit that pause button, go and make yourself a cup of then uh, feel free to do so. But meanwhile, we will press on to Caulfield. On Saturday, and uh, well, a few unknowns here, a few double acceptors. Uh, absolutely no idea what the track's going to be like, but we will start in race four, first of the black type races, Beck Pro Build Testarossa Stakes, 1,200-metre listed handicap job. You, know, you speak a couple of double acceptors. Obviously, key ones here in El Ferraro and Brooklyn Hustle, so we're not sure what we're going to be left with. But El Ferraro, for me, if they save him from Friday night, I think he'll be fit enough to kick off at 1,200 and be very competitive here. One order of command, just a very consistent, doesn't run many bad ones. He does have 62 as a nice steadier, but uh, he won't be far away. Four, Coruscate, pretty consistent. D. Oliver rides him. He'll get the favours from the draw. And three, Runson, thought was very good first up against Diamond Effort. Big price there. Uh, look, he's an eight-year-old. He's probably you know, hasn't got a lot of improvement in him, but uh, his recent form is pretty consistent, so he can certainly be thereabouts. But I'm seven from one, four, and three. With three on top, Runson, yeah, I really like that fresh run um, at Caulfield. Mixed it with some very smart some horses there and at, at a big price, if you sort of hold that form. I was right in the thick of this. And he has won a couple of times here at the track, so... Three on top, Runson, the one in next order of commands can win first up with a big weight, done that before, and um, as one with 62 kilos, winning the one goom. Such a classy galloper, must always be respected. Seven, Al Ferraro, I'm under the impression he will be at Mooney Valley Friday night. That was the original um, plan, but look, if he is certainly in the game, um, trying up really well. <clears throat> and such a um, talented horse, nine places of the seven starts, yet to Mr. Quinella. Five of those wins, and in for fourth, I have two. Brave song will be running on three, one, seven, two. And I'm with Alpha Oro if he runs, Brooklyn Hustle if she runs, order of command, and Runson seven, six, one, three. Race six at Caulfield on Saturday. Ned's Caulfield Guineas Prelude, 1400 metres set weights and penalties for three year olds, Colts and Geldings at group three level. Um, and, well, I guess we know Flying Award is uh, running here. Not 100% sure about a couple of the others. But, Joel, uh, your best comes up in this. We'll be running. Yeah, I'm with nine Savannah Cloud. Got a lot of time for this bloke. Liked his win at Cranbourne. Philip Stokes with his two Guineas players. Uh, Savannah Cloud, an instant celebrity a fortnight ago. Gave him softer options first up. He went to a maiden at Cranbourne, and he would have loved what he's seen. Just put them away with ease. Cruised into the race and let down with a good turn of foot and, and, yeah, one by five and a half lengths. This is obviously completely different class of race, but I think he's more than up to it. Get a nice sit off them from that gate and uh, be very strong here. Nine, Savannah Cloud. Four, Flying Award. 
very good in the McNeil. He's, uh, yeah, a class colt and certainly going to be hard to hold out. 12 national choices, a horse I've got a bit of time for. I thought he was very good in the McNeil. Don't know whether he lost interest or not there in the Exford Plate, but he just never, never ran on at all. I know Mick Price was lamenting the wide gate prior to the race. So he gets a better draw. Aggressive jockey Craig Newitt blinkers on. He can turn it around at a big price. And eight, Azar, very much worth respecting. Luke Nolan obviously opts for this horse ahead of Savannah Cloud. And he was impressive at Sandown with 61. A couple of those behind him have since run, a Quinell, uh, run the Quinella in a race at Flemington on Wednesday in Poland and Grand Slam. So the form's good and he can certainly measure up. But I'm nine from four, 12 and eight. Big fan of the Ritten Tycoon Colt, Bartley, the six for the Snowdens. Love that win at Warwick Farm. It's about to 1,300 metres on, on a dry track. Uh, it's far too good for the older horses there. Then the extra place, plate led them up last start. Um, it's on okay, sort of the pattern suited. Um, but it was a pleasing sort of run. Whether or not he's a better horse ridden off the speed, I, I, I think so, but we'll see. Not much, not an awful lot of speed in the race, so it might end up that he ends up leading again. Um, up to 1,600 metres, I'm going to be in his corner. Uh, in for seconds, I have the nine, which is Savannah Cloud. Uh, dominant win, albeit in a, a much weaker race last start, but obviously a very talented Colt, and he showed that in his um, as a two-year-old earlier in the year. Uh, the four in for third. Flying a war to run through a run here. Very unlucky not to win McNeil first up. I think the format of that race will be good going forward. And in for fourth, the five Amish boy who was excellent. And the Dane Hill behind a horse I got plenty of talent for in Doubtland. Um, over the odds, I think, here. Um, and goes at everything. Six, nine, four, and five. And I'm with Cherry Tortoni here from Flying Award, Azar and Alcyone. Two, four, eight, and seven. Race seven at Caulfield on Saturday. Schweppes, 1,000 guineas. Prelude, 1,400 metres. Set weights and penalties for three-year-old fillies. For some reason, this one's a group two. Joel? 11, Anna Visto for me. Just didn't quicken in the downhill when the sprint went on. She was left flat-footed, but I liked her last 100 metres. And Mick Price sort of made it quite well-known before the race. So that was just the run she needed to have. 1,200 was always going to be too short, but it was the right stepping stone into this race. She's a reliable man out of a Tavistock. Mare, so you know, is she going to be sharp enough for 1400 and even a mile? We'll find out on Saturday. 11 on top for me, I think she has have plenty of talent, as does number four, instant celebrity. Uh, the other of the Felix Stokes pair here aimed towards the guineas. She was very good at Morfittville, beating the older males, giving them a start from the wide gate. Last hundred meters, she really savaged the line. Uh, 10 Yosemite. Bit of a fan of her as well. Stayed at 1,100 in the Cap Don Teves. Again, similar to Anna Visto down the straight. Just didn't quicken, but I thought she was quite solid in behind. 1,400, a big plus. And eight, Mozzie Monster, backing up from last week. Settled to just a bit too far back, but I thought she chased home well behind Odium. She can settle closer from a better draw. I am 11 on top from 4, 10, and 8. The six personal. Um, first up over 1,200, we have a sprint trip in the Danehill Stakes, and... Didn't quicken there, but I thought the run was sound enough first up. She's um, going to be, I think, she's looking for this longer trip now and looked to need her that run fresh. Um, she's a classy filly and all of a stick. So thinking she can um, win this here, the Thousand Guineas Prelude uh, personal. I've got the four and next instant celebrity. Bit of a wrap on her from Adelaide and deservedly so. She's three from three in that run, that win in the, at Morville, a benchmark 72 against the older horses, sort of. Seen to believe sort of stuff. Got a long way back and somehow reeled in, um, somehow reeled them in as a dollar seventy five favourite. Um, she's a filly that's certainly going places. The five and next night raid had all the favours in the Atlantic Jewel, but still did enough to win the race there. Um, Going to stick with him. No point dropping off and the win for fourth. The eleven and a Visto, the stable mate of night raid six four five eleven. The big one at Caulfield on Saturday is race eight. It is the Highland Race Colours Underwood Stakes, 1,800 metres, group one worth 750,000 at Wait for Age, Joel. Yeah, I've gone the obvious in 10 Russian Camelot. Excellent run in the Maccabi Dave. He was four wide for most of the way. I know the tempo sort of meant that you could sit wide and stick on, but very tough effort behind Fierce Impact who'd had the gun run. I think he's the one to beat. Five Sosi Bond, the value for the Cornella. 
play. I've been sort of putting him in my numbers in the MZ and the Maccabi D, and he's run two really good races. He's having a really good prep, this bloke, and you know, I think he'll run you another good each way race at a bit of a price. Nine, Arcadia Queen really got motoring late there in Maletza Lope to just miss picking up pretty brazen. Uh, she gets out to this 1,800-metre distance. I think that's going to really suit. And six, Mr. Quickie. Very good return in the Memsey behind Behemoth. That's good form. Ten on top for me from five, nine, and six. Yeah, ten and nine, clearly the two. I've got ten. Crushing Camelot on top of the nine, Arcadian Queen. Um, yes, yeah, it's a bit of a freak, this horse, isn't he? That first up in, in the Maccabi Diva, as Joel said, sat wide there and I only just missed with some very smart horses finishing in behind him. He's had far more experience. His um, ceilings, sky's the limit with this guy. He's only had the six starts, but really going places. And up to this trip, I think he'll improve. So the 10 on top, nine Arcadia Queen got sort of back to her best a little bit last start, didn't she? Um, went a pretty brazen there. Second behind pretty brazen has gone on and run well in a group one at her next start. Um, so those are clearly the two. Humidor. In next, uh, caught a few, got off guard, no doubt, winning fee in first up. But in the Chris Waller touch, um, he's certainly in the numbers. And in for fourth, I have the six, Mr. Quickie, lovely return, worth following this preparation, I think. Ten, nine, two, and six. Same numbers for me, ten, nine, two, six. Wrapping up Caulfield on Saturday, Joel's best was race six, number nine, Savannah Cloud. Value bet race seven, number 11, Anna Visto. Daniel's best race six number six. Uh, sorry, Daniel's value bet race six number six. Bartley, talk us through your best, Daniel. That is race nine number eight nonconformist. Yeah, flashing light return from the Sun Rebel Raider at Caulfield first up um, at four hundred metres. Got a long way back. Long way they sort of used to getting in his races, but in the wide in the wide draw there, a bit of speed in the race. He got back, but he really tacked the line well and um, some sort of effort to finish into third. He's come back in terrific order. Um, to back up his very good preparation last start, which culminated in a win in the Alistair Clark um, thrashed him in that race in Group 2 level. 1,700 metres, second up, both ticks for me, and um, handles all going. So pretty keen on nonconformist in the last race nine, number eight. My best, which I didn't mention, in fact, was race seven, number four, Instant Celebrity. Uh, those playing along at home might see that my value bet in the paper is non-conformist, which is a bit ridiculous. Uh, once again, in my defence, I do have to have my tips in best bets on a Wednesday, so I haven't seen the markets when I do them. Uh, so I'll switch from that and make my value bet race three, number 11. Don't doubt Dory. We switch across now to Morfordville Parks, which is the venue for Adelaide Racing on Saturday. Daniel, you're kicking us off with uh, your best in race three, uh, and it's a fairly short price, McDonald and Goliath with number one, So You Can. Yeah, it is. So again, Goose beats um, Crown Mint in Adelaide two back, and then was taken to Melbourne to the Exford Plate and, look, sort of had every chance there. He wasn't too far away. Um, wasn't disgraced by any means, but... So probably was a little bit outclassed that day. Back into his right race in Adelaide here. I think he'll be getting the job done and deserves to be the price he's at. So you can pretty classy gelding. Um, and yeah, clearly the best of the day in Adelaide. Race three, number one. The value comes up in race number eight. Horse by the name of Fearless Vision for the inform Michael Hickmont stable. This horse is first up um, for, the, for, that, for, that, for that stable. Uh, yeah, so first up here... The, Debut preparation in the filly at a boy point was really good. She was tested in listed enlisted grade um, in Adelaide. She started 100 to 1. She got a long way back and uh, off a sort of a, a messy start um, and really attacked the line. Uh, it was an excellent run at the price. She then quickly went step back into maiden grade and got the job done um, there. Uh, and then for, for an end of prep run at Murray Bridge. First up here. Uh, working well uh, in trials and meets a pretty substandard field. Field here's first up. I think she's got a much higher ceiling than any of these, um, and happy to back her each way around the six dollar fifty price. Race eight, number twelve, Fearless Vision. Any thoughts on Morfordville Parks, Joel? No, nothing there for me this week, Parks. Queensland Metro Racing this Saturday is at Toowoomba. 
for the Toowoomba Cup and Wheatwood Handicap. So before you give us your specials, Daniel, uh, just talk us through the two main races, starting up in race seven, TAB Toowoomba Cup, uh, 2,000-metre quality handicap. Yeah, I'm going to be with Reckless Choice, the five. Um, very good first and second up at Doom and then up to 1,800 metres, getting out to a sort of right sort of trip and sort of lowered the colours of Cloak, who had previously won his past four, um, thrashed that horse, um, beat everything else very, very easily. And I think this rising to 2,000 metres will have no problem with hard to go past if he can sort of hold his form. Uh, Alwood, the the two for the Wallace Stable, never a hope. Settling three wide, no cover throughout. I thought he did really well to sort of fight, fight on as well as he did. Kept coming late despite that torrid run. <clears throat> Can I like the stable mate um, back to 1,600 metres last start? Probably found a little bit too nippy there. This is his right sort of trip. Um, and it's just one of those horses that can never be sort of counted out. And Free Fly 2, um, a recent addition to the Desley Forces stable, sort of was with the Hayes and Dabbenig stable, sort of throughout last preparation. Um, and he is a staying type. Um, adds, adds to this right sort of trip. Third third up now, when can certainly give a bit of a sight at um, double figure odds. So five, my numbers in the cup, five, two, one, and nine. And eight, sorry. Race eight at Toowoomba on Saturday is the Audi Centre Toowoomba Wheatwood Handicap 1,200-metre quality listed race. The Odyssey was really impressive first stuff. Of course, beat Alligator Blood, who ran on to third in that same race um, at the speed to lead there and um, was just too classy. I think he'll only improve up to 1,200 metres. It's his favourite distance and generally improves into a second-up run as well. Um, look, there'll be plenty of, plenty of pressure here, but I think of the speed to uh, to burn them off and from Barrow 4 and the ideal draw uh, really hard to beat I think in this and deserves favouritism in, in what is a strong Wheatwood handicap conceding, I think Snitch the golden runner is a blowout chance takes a couple of runs to fire um, but his two runs this time in have been really good and indicating he's come back as well as ever Mr Marble who gets a 3 kilo weight swing um, in his favour from the last clash with the Odyssey but I can't see him turning the tables um, there, he'll certainly run a big race though, and is um, worth throwing into wider exotics. I think Just Orm, uh, Master Jamie, and Moonshine Lady, if here, um, are all good good chances as well. My numbers in the Wheatwood four seven nine and seventeen. Well, the Cup and the Wheatwood are the second and third legs of the quaddy, and happily, Daniel, your specials come up in the first and the fourth, kicking off uh, in race six with Tracy May. I thought she'd come up about three dollars fifty four dollars this this mare. Um, she was surprised to see her start at about seven fifty. So took some of that yesterday. She's in the seven dollars now. Uh, I think she won't start anywhere near that on race day. She's been, always been a talented mare. She started her career with Chris Waller, showed quite a bit there, I thought, and then went to Tony Gollan, won a couple, um, won a couple for Tony, but yeah, for Tony Gollan. Last preparation before complete forgive run, third up. Recent trial was really good. She just sort of mowed it up to them under a tight hold and, and crossed the line with the first two horses there. But she was um, she was given a very soft time of it. The other two were sort of being urged along. Um, very talented man, I think, can really get, get the job done here. Ryan Maloney on board, drawn well. $7, I thought, was a steal in early markets. So she's the best of the day. Race six, number 16, Tracy May. The value comes up in the last. Red Dalton. Um at Bob's last start on a wet track, it's just been a, one of those sort of press for for her. She's hasn't had much go right. There's been a few near misses. Um, I think getting back onto firmer footing here will help. Um, Sixteen dollar chance, well over the odds in in this race. So race nine, number eleven, Red Dalton, the best value um, into a Toowoomba's day. Any thoughts on Toowoomba, John? No, nothing there for me, Bucks. We head across then to Belmont, which is once again, I think this is the last Saturday of uh, Belmont being the Perth venue, and there's a brand-new listed race there, race eight, the Blackheart Bart Stakes over 1,200 metres. DJ Ryan, our man over there, very keen on number one, Vital Silver, beat 11 stagemen, six Red Can Man, and three Massimo. BJ's best race, seven, number three, Long Beach. His value bet race one, number 11, Wednesday. Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, they are racing at New Plymouth and Ellerslie. 
In New Plymouth, the value bet comes up. Race three, number one, Macross. Had four starts, three duck eggs in a second, this bloke. He's had no luck with barriers. I thought his run when he finished second, two starts back, was very good. Other than that, he's had very tough runs. As long as he hasn't had enough, this being his first preparation, I think he can run really well here. And a winnable maiden from a good draw gets the claim for Tegan Newman. So race three, number one, the value... The best is race 10, number 13, Vadivar. Made him the best their last two starts. And he won it at 16 to 1 two starts ago. Last start, we gave a little bit back to them. He never really got into the race. Stablemate won the race. And he just sort of got lost a little bit, never really came on. He's much better than that, this French import. And I'm w- certainly willing to give him another go. Race 10, number 13. Over at Ellerslie, the value bet comes up. Oh, sorry, the best bet is race three, number five, Global Currency. First startup, he's a four-year-old. He's a brother to Kermadec. So they've been patient with this well-bred type. He's looked really smart at the trials. And Danielle Johnson riding for Stephen Marsh. Good combination. I think he'll be very hard to beat at his first start. Race three, number five, my value bet comes up. For the same combination, Marsh and Johnson, race five, number 11, Sacrosanct. Nice improvement from her second up and running on into third. If she's not looking for further than 1,400, which is the little query, then she can go very close here, race five, number 11. All right, that wraps up a massive Friday night and Saturday of racing around Australia and brings us to our best $20 bets of the weekend, or as we like to call them, lazy lobsters. Yes, thank you to Daryl Thompson-Turner of Suburban Rock Patrol for our Lazy Lobsters theme. Uh, bit less said about last week, probably the better. And uh, any excuses, any hard luck stories? Uh, no, not for me. I was on Banquo and Tagaloa and, oh, well, you know, they both sort of sat three wide, but they both loomed into it with their chance and just uh, couldn't quite get the job done. All righty. Uh, our guest... Dale Scott had his first fail last week. Uh, our new guest this week is Bobby Webb, and he's uh, in your camp, Daniel, uh, going to Sydney for his bet, and he's going, uh, I beg your pardon, going to uh, Mooney Valley for his best, and that is uh, he's going each way on Miami bound in the JRA Cup. I am going to go with instant celebrity at Caulfield on Saturday, which is race seven, number four, 20 a win. Uh, Joel. I will go Lions Raw at Rose Hill, race four, number six. And Daniel. Yeah, Toowoomba. Price is too hard to ignore about Tracy May. I'm going to have 20 on her at uh, $7. Well, the way the lobsters work is you're going to have $20 off the tote price. Uh, but uh, yeah. certainly the listeners can get on uh, can get on fixed odds uh, as soon as uh, they have pressed stop on this podcast, which is going to be pretty soon because we've got nothing else but to tell you uh, to pick up your winning post if you haven't already, either online via winningpost.com.au or in the shops uh, from first thing Friday morning, all the form that we've been through. We've got uh, Friday, Friday night, Saturday and Sunday, as well as Fields for Monday and uh, all your favourite features. Plenty of great reading across the weekend. Still, I can't believe this. Only $5.50. If you would like to be the guest lobsterer, just uh, check out the Fields uh, on Wednesday. Send us an email by lunchtime Thursday to incoming at winningpost.com.au with lazy lobsters in the subject line. There is nothing to win but glory. So it's very much like SPS's mastermind. Uh, That takes it out from us. So all there is left to say is have a great weekend, listeners. Back plenty of winners and we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast.